1: And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day
2: returns. Hi, I'm Derek O'Reilly, and for over 30 years I've been a licensed London taxi driver. For 20 years, I taught the knowledge to prospective London cab drivers. During this podcast, I'm going to be joined by experts who are going to bring the forgotten and secret history of London to life. Today, I'm joined by an old friend, and we're going to have a look and a discussion about the oddities, unusual places and things you might find in London off the beaten track. Hello, my name is Vic Norman. I run a series of historical pub tours of London, 11 different tours.
1: And you can follow me on Facebook, London Pub Tours, or go to my website, www.londonpubtours.weebly.com.
2: Hi, Vic, nice to see you again. You too. Now, last time we met, um, we talked about pubs. We did. Do you know what we're going to talk about today? Quirky and odd things you might find in London. Plenty of them. You begin. Oh, it's knowing where to start, isn't it? It's
1: one, and I don't know if this is the same with other cities in the world, but there just um, there just seems to be so many yeah. just odd, bizarre, quirky things that when you find out about them, you're so happy that they exist. Um, yeah. And then there are so many that you walk past all the time and never knew that they were. They no, existed. absolutely. You f- I'm finding uh,
2: more all the time. Every time I'm out there, something else crops up, or you meet someone and they get me in the back of the cab and they say, "Oh, did you know that or that?" No, oh, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, I mean, between that, I mean, so I've I've spent you know 15 years as a, a kind of. Researching and touring London and offering various different tours, and you've spent a long time, oh. um, you know, yeah, absolutely <laughs> knowing all about London. Between well, us, you we don't an know anything. Interesting fact,
2: yeah, did you know London had electric cabs as far back as 1897? It's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, they called them hummingbirds, they only lasted for three years and they were like a black and yellow livery. But, um, you know, with all that's going on now with going back- greener vehicles and whatever, yeah, yeah, for. We've got a lot of forethought there. Um, so let's talk briefly about um, the bridges. Let's let let's talk about some of the strange stories of London's bridges. So um, the Lady's Bridge.
1: Yes, yeah.
2: Waterloo Bridge. Do you know why it's called the Bridge? Well, no, Bridge? I did. I,
1: I, I'd heard the story a, a long time ago and forgotten well, about it. Well, but... effectively,
2: the story I was told or was given was that. Um, the bridge was started to be built in 1939, prior to the outbreak of the Second World War. Obviously, once the war broke out, all the male labour was called up. So the remaining building work was carried out by women, and that's why the bridge is currently nicknamed, or was nicknamed the Ladies' Bridge. Right. And if we move along, where would you find a small cathedral looking like St Paul's on what yes. bridge? And I think there's a couple, a couple of little things on that bridge
1: as well. And every now and then it pops up on, you know, I'm a member of a few sites, on, a few groups on Facebook that talk about odd things in London. And, they, and, and that picture comes up, but I always forget which bridge it's on. It's on Vauxhall
2: but- Bridge. You've got to lean over to see it because it's on the upward Stream parapet. It's in on about the second metal stanchion up. Right. But, um, yeah, incredible. And you, you don't get to, as close a view as you might do with a picture of it. But uh, still worth seeing.
1: How far do you have to lean over? That's got my worry. Sort of,
2: well, no, you won't fall in, I promise you. But you, you've got to lean over and look over or otherwise you won't see it. Yeah. I don't know how it got there or why it's there, but anyway.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. like the, the, the ones on um, Hoban Viaduct. All the little statues. If you look over, you see knights and, and various different things.
2: Yeah. What's yeah. the story of those? Do you know?
1: I, well, it was built in 1869, um, Hoban Viaduct, and it's it's got fi- the, the ladies of fine arts, agriculture, science, commerce. But then it's got um, a winged lion holding a f- – I don't think it's holding a football. It's probably not holding a football. <laughs> and you've got knights' heads. And then you look over and you see other kind of yeah. curious things
2: as well. It's a lovely place. Yeah. Yeah, so what? What you tell me? Give me some interesting stories. Into, are, we, are we still on bridges? No, we can come off the bridges I anywhere. Come off the bridges. I think because it's quirky, we'll be quirky. We'll be quite random.
1: Although one, one bridge, one, the, the just you know, the only bridge in London that has a funicular railway.
2: Go on, tell me more.
1: Millennium Bridge, north side of Millennium Bridge, there's a funicular railway to. Yeah, you know, who knew? Oh
2: right, yeah. I mean,
1: it's only about ten foot. Yeah, but it's a, a ra- you know, you, the kind of a lift that goes down like that. You know, yeah. like a proper funicular.
2: Oh, right. And you know why one bridge is green and one bridge is red when we talk about Lambeth and Westminster?
1: Yeah, and I love that story. And, and the fact that they still carry on painting them those colours because of this, the benches in the House
2: of Lords and the House of Commons. Absolutely. Yes, so wonderful. Westminster Bridge is green because the seats in the House of Commons are green. Yes. Lambeth Bridge is red because the seats in the House of Lords are That's red. That's wonderful. Yeah, it's a great story. Great story. Um, smallest police station...
1: Right. Okay. I do know this one, and I point it out on one of my tours, though. Technically, it's been decommissioned. Um, It's that strange um, round-topped brick corner, almost like an outbuilding in the south-east corner of Trafalgar Square.
2: That's it, yeah. I don't think it's used as a police station anymore, but once upon a time, it would have been. And while we're on the subject of the police, um, when I was on The Knowledge a place called the Metropolitan Police Coat Hook used to get asked on a regular basis. Now, it's on the corner of Great Newport Street and upper St Martin's Lane. Yeah. And effectively, I think it's the only one remaining, but obviously before we had traffic lights, traffic was controlled by a policeman who stood in the middle of the road. Yes. And in good weather, he didn't need his cape, so he would take it off and hang it on a police hook. And obviously with the advent of traffic lights that all disappeared but the one hook is remaining and it actually says property of the metropolitan police so worth having a look at next time i will
1: will look that up yes yeah
2: um what about the deepest underground station
1: yeah no i know this one hampstead it is yeah yeah. Yeah,
2: a lot of people don't realize that um and faked fronted houses
1: yes i've walked past these and they're Beautiful, and you wouldn't know at all. Had you not known the story and you'd walked along the front of this street, the front of it, you'd never guess, would you? No, Leinster Gardens. Leinster Gardens, yes. And
2: apparently TFL still paid for the upkeep because they were put up because obviously the posh residents of the area didn't like the idea that there was a steam railway running underneath. Mm. Obviously now it's the underground. So these terraced houses actually hide the tunnel. Yeah that transports the railway have you
1: been around the back and seen seen it from the back i have you can just look over the wall and see it and you can see you know, wooden props diet kind of diagonal wooden props propping up the front of this and then part of the part of the railway going into the tunnel oh, underneath right. next
2: time in the baseball area then i'll pop yeah. the cab up and go and have a look yeah. over yeah good stuff um let's see what else we've got we can come up with all this sort of stuff. oh boss side statue Yeah, I didn't know this. Yeah, there's a boss-eyed statue on New Fetter Lane, junction with Fetter Lane. It's a statue of John Wilkes, and John Wilkes was an MP and obviously a Lord Mayor of London at one time. Oh, was he? And I've driven past the statue many times, but I popped in the other day and thought, let's have a quick look at him, and he is definitely boss-eyed. Whoever made the statue, I don't know whether they did it deliberately because they didn't like him or... I mean, maybe he was
1: boss-eyed in real life, and it's an accurate portrayal of him. I don't know.
2: Absolutely, it could well be, yeah. What about what about London's
1: largest and then London's smallest public square? No, gone. So Lincoln's Inn Fields right. is London's largest public square. Right. And the smallest one, tiny, and I don't know if you've been there, you can't get a cab down, there's down an alleyway. Uh, Pickering Place off St James Street. Ah, down the side of Barry Brothers and Rudd.
2: Yeah, I well, I have. I've been down there because I believe there's a plaque down there because that's where the Texas Embassy used yes. to be. Yes.
1: So as you go down that passageway towards Pickering Place, on the side of Barry Brothers and Rudd, there is a,
2: a plaque to the to the Texan Embassy because yeah. Texas was its own yeah. country for a few years. Yeah, it was. Yeah, It's its only uh, state, wasn't it? Yeah. Is um, another one that catches everybody out. Yeah. Where would you find the Long Water?
1: So I, I would. So. I'd always said it would have been in Hyde Park.
2: You're quite correct. As you go over the Serpentine Bridge, everybody presumes that the Serpentine flows under the bridge yeah. and continues onto the other yeah. side to cause Kensington Gardens. In fact, it doesn't. The Serpentine ends at the bridge, and the water on the other side of the bridge is in fact called the Long Water. It's not the Serpentine. It's, it's not the same water. It is, but it's just it changes its name. Oh, it's just change, the Long Water. Like, right, like
1: a, yeah. a long road can yeah. be called two different things, one Absolutely. side and the other. Yeah, the Long yes. Water. Speaking of roads, did you know that up until the mid-1990s, the City of London was the only city in the world with no roads? I didn't. Um, So nothing called road, up until 1990s. Nothing called road, something road, exists in the City of London until 1994. And they fought tooth and nail not to accept a third... I think it's either Chiswell or Goswell Road, possibly Chiswell. Um... They had to take that road, and so it was something called road, but nothing called road
2: up oh, until right, then. Yeah, no, that figures now. I'm sort of racking my brains driving through the city, and you're quite right. Everything is a street or an alley.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, or something else. That's was famous, famous thing up until the mid-'90s anyway.
2: Yeah. Um, another one, uh, I, nobody could ever answer this for me, but as you come through Admiralty Arch, there is a nose on... The arch. Nelson's spare nose. Well, I've heard all different stories about it. I hear yeah. that it was put there so the um, cavalry could rub their hands on it. Yeah. And it was rubbing noses. Well, um, like a
1: sign of luck? would you-
2: Well, it could be. Nobody's ever given me a definitive answer. And I believe there are some noses dotted around Soho as well. Well,
1: you're referring to the seven noses of Soho. Yeah, tell me about those. Well, the seven noses of Soho were put up by a local artist, I think, 1996, Rick Buckley. His surname was Buckley anyway, possibly not first name, Rick. Um, And he put them all... Around Soho, and and it said if you see all seven noses of Soho, uh, untold wealth will be yours. This can't be true because it was a tour, and I, I know that the tour guide's not that wealthy. Um, but yeah, this other one um, is not technically well; it's not even in Soho, is it? It's no, it's on Arch. Arch. I've seen it. I've seen I've it. I've heard yeah. all
2: different stories. You know, they said it was to rub Napoleon's nose in it, and uh, all various things. But nobody's given me a clear, decisive yeah, answer.
1: I've heard it called Nelson's spare nose, but I don't know why he would need a spare.
2: Right, okay, now let's talk about Nelson then and back to Trafalgar Square. Do you know which right. way Nelson's looking?
1: Which way Nelson's looking? Yeah, on the top of his statue. Um, I'm going to say, just like the ships on the Mall, that he's looking to his fleet.
2: Absolutely, that's what he's doing. Um, for those that don't know, on the Mall, the lampposts that light up the Mall have little ships underneath yeah. them and it's called Nelson's Fleet. Yeah, And he is looking towards his fleet but also down towards Portsmouth. If you were to follow towards a direct Portsmouth, line, yeah. it would be the A3 sort of heading down yeah. towards Portsmouth.
1: That's why those ships on those lampposts are an odd angle. Yes. You know, they're all pointing down to, to it, Portsmouth. exactly. Brilliant.
2: Yeah. yeah, a lot of people don't see those ships. You, when you're driving down, i point them in the taxi. You know, sometimes if you've had an arduous journey or something, it, it brings a bit of light yeah. on relief.
1: these are the wonderful things that make up our city, though, yeah, aren't no, they? Yeah,
2: absolutely. Now, something I found out quite recently um, was the story about Millbank Prison. Mm, mm. Now, I knew there were, there'd been a prison at a long mill bank near where the Tate Britain is now. Yes. Um, but apparently, up until 1868, that is where you were transported for crimes committed to foreign colonies, like Vanderman's Land, which obviously became Australia.
1: Tasmania, yeah, Tas- yeah. as well, yeah.
2: And yeah. the ships left from there. Apparently, in 1862, the prison had a massive outbreak of cholera. Okay. So they closed it down. Um and I think transportation gradually died out of favour, didn't it?
1: Yes, we we stopped we stopped creating new Australians in that way. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But isn't that that's
1: why or uh, rather that's one of the possible origin stories of the word pom. So pom's yeah, you know, so it was an acronym prisoner of millbank.
2: Right. Yeah, well, that could well be why the Australians call us Poms, because I presume they thought at one time we were all prisoners of Millbank. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not wrong in some cases. Yeah. But the, 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 th- the funny thing is, and you've alluded to it a minute ago, a lot of these stories are still shrouded in mystery even today. And... Um, we'll, we'll come on to a few more in a minute. And, yeah. you know, one person will tell you one reason why and another person will tell you something else. So I always take it all with a pinch of salt. The stories are always interesting. They fascinating.
1: are. Well, why, why spoil a good story with facts? Yeah, um, most what, definitely. What's that hotel in Mayfair, famous hotel in Mayfair? I'm trying to think. Browns? Of, no, um, not far from Bruton Street. Um have forgotten the name of it, but room 212, Winston Churchill declared it to be Yugoslavia in the war. You know this
2: story? I don't know this story, enough. I've
1: forgotten the name of the... You know, it's come down from Bond Street and you come down to famous Claridge's.
2: Oh, we I mean, Claridge's. Claridge's. No, right,
1: yeah. Room 212. So um, the royal family who had kind of left Yugoslavia at the time and... Um, Crown Prince Alexander II, uh, his wife was heavily pregnant and she wanted to give birth uh, to Crown Prince Alexander III or whatever, um, on home soil. So they shipped in at Earth from Yugoslavia, threw it under the bed. Churchill said, this room, 212, it's Yugoslavia, mate. Um, she gave story. birth and then he turned it... I mean, at least that's what just say, doesn't it? It's possibly apocryphal, but why spoil a great story yeah, with
2: facts? absolutely. Well, talking of Churchill... Um, We have a lot of ghost stations on the Tube, stations that have closed down. They're dotted around the place. But one of interest is in Down Street in Mayfair. So Down Street comes out onto Piccadilly at the very top end of Piccadilly there near Hyde Park Corner. Okay. And there was a station there on the underground called Down Street. It closed in 1932 because it hadn't been used very much anyway. Mm. But during the war, that was the war bunker for Winston Churchill and his cabinet. OK. That's where they used to have their meetings. I mean, there are other ghost stations, which we know. The Aldwych has got one, which is used a lot in films. And there's one on uh, York Way in Islington, which is called York Road Station. I, I was wondering
1: why they didn't places. use Whitehall, because they had plenty of...
2: Yeah, I don't know why. You know, the, I don't know why. Maybe it was War rooms, Churchill's yeah. war rooms. Well, that's where he, he was based. But when they yeah. had a cabinet meeting, it might not have been big enough, you don't know. But the right. tube station obviously was, and that's where he held them during the war. Mm. Now, we were talking a few minutes ago about... Um, Different stories now another one that comes out in the knowledge quite a lot is the two mice or yes. two rats in Philpot Lane in the yeah. city what's your take on that
1: Well okay so this is the, the answer to the quiz question what is London's smallest statue yeah is, is, is this if you can call it a statue um, so yeah and it's difficult to find really because it's high up and it's not very small uh, it's not very large rather two mice fighting over a piece of cheese. Yeah, right. the smallest statue, and I'd I'd only heard you you've got a couple of stories. I've got, I've heard one story, what which, story which have you was heard? The, the, the there was a fight between people who perhaps working in that building uh, over their lunch, and yeah, the uh, one it was I've heard so that, like, famous or or maybe so violent that it was immortalised forever in this little statue.
2: Well, yeah, I think somebody I don't think they necessarily died, but I think they were quite savagely beaten over this argument over the cheese roll at lunchtime. I think it happened with the builders while the building was being built. Yeah. And um, they put these two mice there up on the wall. I don't know whether the builders were doing it wow. as a laugh or whatever the case may be. When- but-
0: hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass***?
2: I have heard another darker story. Darker um, than almost beating somebody to death. Well, yeah, even darker than that. I was told that, that, in fact, they're meant to be two rats because that is the point where the Black Death finally ended. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't know. But it, it's, a, again, like we said, it's a nice-sounding story.
1: Right, it's like where the Great Fire ended. Well, you know the story of that story and yeah. why they came to blame it on the sin of gluttony.
2: Yeah, I do on, yeah. well, on Cock Lane. But you, you, t- you carry on because I had a job there the other day. Did you? Yeah, right. you know, a lady from up north to a hotel, and I showed her the statue, and I had to be careful, the golden of boy. I, yeah, I had to use the word like he weed on the statue, and not you know, be gentle me. Yeah.
1: So because the Great Fire started in Pudding Lane, and because it finished in Pie Corner, which is in Smithfield, on the edge of. Uh, um, Cock Lane, uh, started with a pudding, finished with a pie, sin of gluttony. So That's
2: a that's right. And they've put a nice gold statue up there before having a wee to put the yeah. fire out.
1: And there used to be a pub actually behind that statue. Uh, and, and it was famous because most of its guests were dead. Um, The body snatchers used to ply their trade around there and lay out cadavers in the back room, nip across the road to the hospital, alert the surgeons, and they'd come over to kind of experiment on these kind of freshly dug up bodies.
2: Very interesting patch around there because just around the corner from that is the only... Statue of a certain king in yes,
1: London. Yes, yeah. Is this? I mean, the scaffolding and tarpaulin up at the moment, so you can't see it if you wanted to go and look at it. But yeah, of King Henry VIII. But it's it's actually as the only statue of King Exterior Henry VIII. Exterior statue, it, should I should add. Exterior one? It's the only I,
2: exterior statue. Where is there an interior one? Well, I believe there's one or two inside buildings or something. Right, okay. But I don't know where they are, but I know external statue, that's the yeah. only one of him. It's I, not actually a very nice it's statue. It's not. Either. It looks no. like it looks kind of like a dumpy five-year-old. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, I wasn't impressed. Yeah, no, no, nor was I. But you know why Smithfield's called Smithfield.
2: You tell me and I'll tell you another story about it in a minute.
1: Okay, well, I'll tell you the story I know. It came from the Smooth Field, the Smooth Field where they had tournaments and jousting.
2: Ah, right, yeah. So is that what what you... Well, that's what I've heard because just around the corner uh, from Smithfield and Cowcross Street is the Castle Pub. Now, that's the only pub licensed to act as a pawnbroker's.
1: Yes, do I you, know. Do you
2: know again? A story? I do know
1: the story. Yeah, yeah I've, you tell I've got me. in there. So, and, and if you go out, you can see the three golden yeah, balls, the yeah, sign yeah. of the pawnbrokers hanging from the pub. So, uh, at one point, the king and his men went out on a long day hunting, and uh, they came back to London hungry and thirsty. And according to the castle, and uh, they wa- and the king walked up to the bar and said, "Look, I'd like, I'd like food and drink for for myself and my men. Um, I'm the king." And the barman was like, polishing his glasses or whatever, so yeah, sure you are, mate. And he goes, no, honestly, I am the king. Look, I'll tell you what, I'll leave you my watch um, as security, and you give us food and drink, and in the morning I'll, I'll send over money from the palace. How's that? And the barman or the landlord says, yeah, fine, okay. And the, and true to his word, king sent over money, got his watch back, and then... Granted them the license to be a pawnbroker.
2: Yeah, it's more or less a story I've heard too. So there must be some truth in it somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, Let's have a little think some other bits and pieces that we can uh, get the people interested in. Well, what about Burlington
1: Arcade? Burlington Bertie. You know, it's it's a very, very strange um, kind of archaic rules and regulations about what you can and can't do when you enter Burlington Arcade. Right,
2: I know you're supposed to be quiet.
1: Yeah, so you can't you can't run. You can't open an umbrella. I mean, it's, why would you? It's in, indoors yeah. anyways and it? it's covered a covered walkway and you can't whistle. No, it's illegal to whistle in Burlington Arcade. That I didn't know. Yeah. Well, only two people in the world are allowed to whistle in Burlington Arcade. One of them is Paul McCartney. And one of them was, well, at the time, a 10-year-old boy who wrote off and said, I would like to whistle, or whatever. I've whistled in there just a because just I'm a rebel. So, but, I mean, not legally allowed <laughs> well, to do that. Well, they have a
2: beadle, don't they? They
1: have beadles, yes. Yeah. Um, which some argue are the, are the country's and London's oldest police force, if you can call them a police force. But... Um, Uh, not technically but there's always a beadle at either one or both ends of Burlington Arcade to make sure that you're not
2: so what's the other old police force (coughs)
1: excuse me Um, Thames Riverside Police over at Wapping
2: oh we'll come back to the river in a minute so tell me about the river police I did go into the police station on the open house day found it fascinating
1: well I mean there was a lot of piracy and a lot of smuggling and a lot of um, you know uh, the kind of Stock hands who weren't really paid a lot. I mean, Wapping's not a very, um, well, it is now, but it wasn't then a, a, a particularly nice area. Um, and they, you know, a bit of a backhander, et cetera, et cetera. So it was extra perks. Um, but in today's money, they were losing between 50 and 60 million pounds a year wow. from uh, privacy, theft, backhanders, smuggling, etc. on the river. And so the Thames Riverside Police was set up and... Um, Hundreds of dockhands, hands, once it was set up, went down to torch the place because they were stopping, you know, yeah, they were intent yeah. on stopping the trade. They were unsuccessful. Um, but yeah, that's the story of the Thames oh, Riverside. Right. Please.
0: Now, while
2: we're on the subject of the Thames, yeah. um, ice fairs, frost fairs. Frost fairs. Yes. I haven't been skating on the River Thames ever.
1: Well, you'd have to go back quite some time if you'd wanted to, because between for two hundred in the span of two hundred and fifty years, I'm trying to remember it was, um, from late sixteenth century um, to very very early nineteenth century. I think uh, the last frost fair, um, the, the, the River Thames at the time was shallow, slow moving took a while to get through London bridge uh, and and a shallow wide slow moving water would freeze and you right. could ha- you could walk across the river
2: yeah because of course the turrets or the, the the arches I should say on the old London bridge or the pre 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 London bridge were very very narrow, so of course the water took ages to flow through it yeah and I believe that the um, River Thames was much wider than it is now yeah
1: pre-embankment and why they put the embankment in for a a number of reasons they put the embankment in but that made
2: the Thames obviously narrower and deeper so when they had these sort of frost fairs Mm. um, people would go skating they would eat on there they would drink on
1: there yeah you'd go hawkers selling various different stuff and games and stuff like that I've seen films that it's it's very very evocative imagine walking across the River Thames how brilliant would that be because we can't do that
2: now while we were on there there's another little fascinating place Um, how did people used to get across the river
1: how did people um, not swimming? Certainly not swimming. London Bridge certainly, yeah, because London Bridge has been it was the only crossing across the river. But apart from that, you would pay the ferryman,
2: right? And there is one ferryman's seat left that I know of.
1: There is famously, yeah, um, tucked away behind—is it behind the Greek it's near, restaurant? Near, it's near
2: Sha- uh, yeah, near Shakespeare's Globe Theatre. Yes, yeah, just
1: past If you're heading east towards Borough, uh, just past Shakespeare's Globe uh, uh, on the corner, just down a side road, yeah. there is. Little, Just a little, yeah. co- little little stone seat. And that's yeah. where the ferryman would have stopped to take um, take you across. Maybe yeah. maybe he took um, Christopher Wren across to uh, uh, as he was kind of masterminding the rebuild of St Paul's. Obviously, if Christopher Wren had waited a few hundred years, he could have walked across Millennium Bridge because Christopher Wren was based the other side yes, of the was. river. Yeah,
2: yeah, because yeah. yeah, he, he based himself there so he could see St Paul's being built, didn't he? So, what other stories have you got for me? What else can you tell me? Oh, I know there's so much we can talk about. I mean, it's, it's endless, isn't it? Yeah, and
1: and I, I love the fact that it's endless. Do you know um, what London... Okay, so there's, there's a potential controversial argument about this one, but London's oldest church? No. What would you say it was?
2: Uh, I'd pr- I would only be guessing.
1: Okay, so All Hallows by the Tower claim this, right?
2: Oh, right, do they? Yeah, and On they've got well, Street there, yeah.
1: Yeah, um, the, yeah. So um, when Peeps returned to his his house after the fire, because he watched the fire grow from south of the yeah. river, uh, he lived not far from All Hallows by the Tower. And he climbed up the spire and he looked out of London. He famously said, there I saw the saddest sight of desolation I ever saw. So he looked over a kind of destroyed city of London back then. But they claim to be the oldest. Um, But they have parts that are older. But also there's the Priory Church we talked about, St. Bart's, The Priory Church of St. Bartholomew the Great. The reason why St. Bart's, the hospital, was built and the church, the Priory Church of St. Bartholomew the Great were built because... Um, Ray here, the courtier, of the king, took a trip to Rome, and he had a vision of St. Bartholomew, commanded him to return to London, there to build a hospital and a church to administer to the sick and poor of London. And he did that. Uh, Priory Church of St. Bartholomew, I don't know if you've been in there, absolutely amazing, 1123. Uh, Four Weddings and a Funeral, film there, Shakespeare in Love, film there, on and on and on it goes. The films and television
2: programmes it's been a part of. beautiful place. So moving on from people. 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 the pet cemetery. Do you know anything at all about it? It's pet a cemetery?
1: great Stephen King book.
2: That's all you know about it. Yes. Right. Okay. Well, if we come the trip down to West, we go along Bayswater Road. Okay. As you come out of the park, Hyde Park by Victoria Gate, if you look over the wall, you will mm. see all tiny little gravestones. Now the cemetery closed in, I believe, night about nineteen ten, but up to that point, the wealthy from that sort of area, Bayswater, Knightsbridge, Kensington, yeah. um, they had their own little pet cemetery for their beloved animals when they wow. passed away. And again, on that open house day, they actually open the gates to the cemetery and you can go in there. All right, so it's not publicly available no, apart from those weekends. No, it's not publicly available. You can look into it. If you, yeah. if you stand at the railings and look in, you can actually see it, but you can't walk around the gravestones except on that open house day they have.
1: Okay, so they maintain it. How big is this?
2: Um, it's not very big. I suppose there's maybe a hundred to 200 graves in there, but the graves are quite well kept. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing little place. Okay. That's a good one. Um, highest point in London. Highest point in London. Okay. So is this where we
1: talk about the Panya boy possibly? So the highest point in London is, well, okay should be St. Paul's Cathedral, but people also argue that it's Cornhill.
2: No. Uh, sorry, I probably... Oh, so I'm talking it. City of London. Ge- oh, no, in London right, itself. So geographically, lo- sorry. geographically. Primrose right? Hill. It's not Primrose Hill. It's actually Whitestone Pond at Hampstead by Jack Storrs Castle there. At that moment, you're at the highest point in London. Right. Now, the lowest point, it's arguable, but common mythology has it that it's actually along the Walworth Road. So it's lower than the Thames. It's it's at that point you are lower than the slightly lower than the Thames. Right. Okay. So it would if the Thames. It would, if the, it's if the, the, the f-
1: first one to flood.
2: Would be would be <laughs> just the first area to flood, so they say. Okay. Now, as we said at the start of this, remember a lot of these are myths that have been passed down, yeah. handed around, and but um, they're they're interesting stories because they don't they're timeless. Do you know what I mean? And you see this and we'll probably leave here and we'll think, oh, we should have mentioned that. I've got another one. Go um, on. Nazi memorial in London. Yeah, this was
1: odd when um, when this was posed as a quiz question, where is the Nazi memorial in London? I'm like, why on earth would there be a Nazi memorial in London? But, of course, it's to
2: the dog. It is, yeah. yeah or oh, no, Rivenschwab's dog. Yeah. yeah, apparently he weed up a, a electric lamppost and electrocuted himself. Von Dribbentrop was heartbroken and he put this little plaque thing there to the memorial of the dog. Gyro was the dog. Gyro? Gyro, the Nazi dog. Okay. So that's just. Although, to be fair
1: to the dog. Well, Nazism is a political ideology. I'm sure the dog just loved his master well, and wasn't really yeah, a Nazi. Yeah, yeah,
2: point taken. Yeah. Yeah, point taken. Unfair for gyro, yeah. I think. Um, and again, going back over, I do like to fly all over London. Going back to, to the sort of Bayswater area, where do you believe is the smallest house in London?
1: Smallest house? This place? This pops up on, on social media a lot, but I, yes, I don't know. Are it you saying it's in de- Bayswater?
2: It, it can be, because obviously there's lots of new builds going up that people are attempting to you know, convert small spaces into houses. But yeah. traditionally, it's next to the Tyburn Convent on Bayswater Road. Okay, and, and how when small I say is ty- it? Oh, and I'm saying small. It's small. It's tall, but it's right. narrow. Very, okay. very narrow. So if you're looking for it, it's on Bayswater Road, right next to the Tyburn Convent.
1: Right. Could you stand in it with your arms outstretched?
2: You possibly couldn't. No.
1: Right. So then, my next you my, my next measure in. is swinging cats.
2: Yeah, absolutely not yeah, swinging cats. Not swinging cats. Not either. cats. No, wow. most definitely not. You would not be able to do that. Blimey. Yeah. Um. We got any others that you think I should know about before
1: we? Oh, you probably depart? already do know about them. I, I'm sure. Um. Wow. Well, the seven seven ancient gates of the walls, city of London. The dragons, or are they griffins?
2: Well, yeah, I, mm. I got told off by somebody for calling them griffins. Somebody said they're dragons.
1: Ah, oh, the the corporation, of the City of London, refer to them on their website as griffins. They do. However, I know, and maybe you do, that a griffin mythologically is half lion and half eagle. When I look at these things, they don't look like griffins to me because griffins have got a kind of a they're kind of almost like yeah. a beak.
2: Yeah, no, poor and, taken. Uh, yeah. And I, I, I think they're dragons. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, let's end up with football. One, Mine, oh, things. okay. Some now, quirky
1: things about football.
2: Well, who's the oldest football club in London? Professional football, uh, right? Club, I okay,
1: say. right. Okay, the oldest professional football club in London. I'm going to. Go with QPR.
2: No, it's not. It's Fulham. actually Fulham. It's Fulham. Yes, you're right. Yes, it's Fulham. Sorry, yeah, I did yeah. know it was Fulham. Yeah. The oldest senior football club used to be Leighton on Leverage Road, but sadly they went into liquidation about five or six years ago at the Hare and Hounds, so they're no longer there. So it is actually Fulham, is the oldest football club in London.
1: Are you saying Leighton orient
2: No, Leighton. Not as as opposed to Leighton Orient. Right. They're two okay. different, there were yes, two different yes. teams, yeah. So yeah. uh, they went out of business. So in, in the oldest football club left in London is Fulham.
1: OK, there's so there got to be some quirky football, London football stories oh, out it's there. Oh, far
2: too many to go into, I think. Yeah, yeah. some very strange and oddities about football. Um, let's, let's change once more, one last little thing. Have you got any other information you think I should know before we depart? Think that you should know? Yeah, anything you think I don't know that I should know. Why? How
1: many pods are there on the London Eye and Why?
2: I haven't got a clue, but I hope you're about to tell me.
1: Right, so if I tell you the answer, you might. if I tell you how many you might then work out, there are 32 uh, pods.
2: Ah, uh, is that to do with the number of London boroughs?
1: Yeah, or at least that's the story. 32 boroughs, 32 pods.
2: Oh, right, It's a good guess, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay, on that happy note, Wildey Park Company, great uh, to see you. You too. Thank you.